0: Hello and welcome back to Parts Unknown. My name is Ben Green. I'm not Aldo Montoya. I'm not the Portuguese man of war, but I am in many ways the Irish-Jewish man of war and uh, alongside me in the studio today on a gorgeous day in London town is the Professor of Wrestling herself, Miss Carrie Dunn.
1: Good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. How's your week Ben? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I was looking forward to an excellent pay-per-view this weekend with a SHIELD reunion and then it went... Strangely different. To yeah, what I was expecting very
0: interesting news. I, I texted you on oh, it must have been Friday night when I saw the WWE tweet.
1: <laughs> you did, that came yeah. Out.
0: And I think, like everyone else, I thought this is complete bollocks. Yeah, someone's hacked it. Might be April the first. Something peculiar has happened. The the tweet saying that Kurt Angle steps in for Roman Reigns, the big dog in the main event. And AJ Styles is coming in for sister Abigail stroke Bray Wyatt. Now, one of those two things uh, was a good thing, and I was very pleased to see it. The other one, I, w- I was slightly perplexed about, but but nevertheless, it, it turned out to be, as you said, as everyone has said, it's true. It's damn, it's damn true. true.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. It was a bit of a, a bit of a shock. I was. I saw it being tweeted, and I was kind of thinking, is someone. Someone take it, take the mix. Someone, Someone trying to warm me you. up. Well, this, I thought perhaps it was deliberate rib on me specifically because I was so excited about this year reunion. But no, it was a legit link, wasn't it? And I was just very confused about the entire thing and intrigued to see how it might unfold.
0: No, I called you the professor at the beginning. You're actually a doctor, doctor. not a medical doctor. But what is the uh, <laughs> the latest diagnosis and uh, what, what's going on in <laughs> well, WWE's roster?
1: As I understand it, um, there has been an outbreak of viral meningitis, and what that means—that's not actually contagious in itself, the, but the virus that triggers it is contagious. And what the word is is that it's been mumps which is not a very pleasant illness to get.
0: No, that's a nasty one.
1: Yeah, particularly when you're grown up, I understand. So, um, yeah, so I think they're basically sticking these these poor fellas in quarantine, keeping away from the rest of the roster.
0: And is mumps equivalent to, say, three attitude adjustments <laughs> for Roman Reigns? Is it? Can it keep him down or or is he, is he tougher than that? <laughs>
1: He'll be kicking out of it very shortly, I'm sure. I think it's more for everyone else's protection. I'm sure Roman's fine.
0: Yeah, mumps. Mumps you don't hear too much about. It's the sort of thing you used to get in sort of the late 70s, early 80s.
1: Yeah, I had it when I was a, when I was a toddler, I remember. It was not pleasant. But, um, yeah, everyone should be having vaccinations now, surely. Come on. Come on, America.
0: Yeah, and I I read that the the symptoms of this viral meningitis or or mumps is uh, stiffness, pains, aching neck, and just generally things that most wrestlers have um, and very hard to diagnose, therefore. So
1: you're saying they might all have and just not know.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that that Roman's uh, taken off and... You know, and Bray, who are not people that you would tend... They're not in a programme together, are they not? Mm. I don't think they're they are good pals. Uh, you know, his shield buddies, he's been touching a lot recently. I
1: when they came through the crowd the other day. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: he's got two... Well, he's got twins. He's got newborn twins.
1: Yeah, it's all, it's all a bit of a mess, isn't it?
0: Sorry. And I'm a massive hypochondriac. Um, you, you have been been got sharing... ones
1: from watching the no, network. No, I haven't, but...
0: I've been sharing um, an office with uh, the Totally Football Show's Ian McIntosh this week and he is full of snot and disgusting and I was really, really not pleased to be sharing a room. I told him not to come in on Monday and he didn't but we had to yesterday because he presented a show. Now I've got to meet the WWE people next week for some interesting WWE conferencing that I haven't uh, been told too many details about but yeah, I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to be shaking hands with everyone.
1: Well, it depends who you present I'm in a quandary <laughs> here. Yeah. Maybe you take, like, you know rubber gloves or something, or, you know, wear a mask.
0: Maybe I should go luchador. Yeah. Let's talk about the wrestling, okay. as it was. TLC, I mean, this was a pretty shocking card uh, before the changes were made. And when the changes were made, it became slightly interesting.
1: Very interesting, yeah. I mean, I think I'm a bit disappointed that obviously, obviously the show reunion didn't happen, but I'm kind of then disappointed in hindsight the way that the Shield reunion build up has now been lost so yeah Are
0: they going to come back to it do you think?
1: They, they have to Do you think surely, this kind yeah. of road
0: bump they, they'll just pick things up from where they left off and you'll have to shield against The Miz and his cronies for Survivor Series
1: Yeah I mean I, I would expect so I mean I don't having watched well I haven't actually finished watching this week's Raw and Smackdown but having read what the summary of both shows is going to be i'm i'm not quite sure what they're planning for silver series to be honest but i would expect the shield reunion to continue and have some kind of actual proper payoff at some point
0: oh you'll just have to get excited about jinder versus brock lesnar because it's the only time when uh, both brands go up against each other because it's very important for brand supremacy yeah that's one of john ashdown's pet hates (laughs) by the way sorry you can't be here with us today john again Going to have Again. to take his name off the marquee, by the way.
1: Well, I think I might start taking this personally, John Ashdown. Where are you? I'm
0: going to put your name on there instead. Um, right, let's let's talk about let, let's start with the main event. Kurt Angle, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins defeated the Miz, Cesaro, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Kane in a five-on-three handicap TLC match, 35 minutes 25 seconds, um, and it was a match that had. Just about everything <laughs> they could possibly they could throw at, um, throw at it. it it was ridiculous. I actually watched it for a second time when I did watch it at the end of a three hour thing, you know approaching midnight, I don't watch them go out live, but i'm tired um and i got I got a bit bored I was done uh so I thought i'd I'd give it a rewatch and it 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 was very peculiar i mean angle coming in. With his uh with his black T shirt and his uh Have thing. you
1: ever seen a man look so happy to be wearing black combat gear? Look at his little face. He, he looks like
0: a giant suntanned baby. Yeah. Uh, big bald baby. Yeah, he did look very happy. Uh you know, and he got to walk down through the through the crowd. He got the shield music rather than his own music. Crowd still chanting you suck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which, that was good. which was
0: lovely. I think we'll probably have him in his uh, Olympic gear and his proper theme tune at, at some point because this isn't going to be a one and done.
1: No, I mean, I, when I saw that Angle was going to be wrestling, I was thinking, is this a good idea? Obviously, that history of you know the, the neck problem, and everyone was going, hey, it'll be fine. He'll put a couple of angle locks on. He won't take any bumps. He took some bumps. He took he a couple. Took yeah, some
0: bumps. He went through a table from uh, from Braun with Braun's hand nicely tucked underneath everything yeah yeah I thought particularly at the start of the match where it was just chairs and him struggling to lift up a chair above his head to do it I mean you could tell he's he's in he's, he's in medi- medically passable shape but he's not in great shape and he's not going to put on a proper match you know he's definitely not going to be doing any moonsaults and he shouldn't do no he's, he's, he's not a well man I mean you can you can do this on a five on three mm. ludicrous handicap match um and like you say, he then did take some bumps and got taken out for a bit. His his tummy, should he have some sort of tummy, was covered up by a T-shirt. I say this with no pride in my own figure. But yeah, the match itself, very, very strange.
1: In retrospect, I think it wasn't bad per se. It was just really odd. It was like about 25 different matches all thrown together. And obviously, I understand that they didn't have long to think about this. So that would go some way towards explaining it, but...
0: It yeah. wasn't a wrestling clinic.
1: It wasn't a wrestling clinic and yeah, it was just weird. It was all weird because obviously Cain being brought in was presumably to have some kind of feud with Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns retired his brother, basically. Without Reigns there, what, what was Cain doing there? What was the point of it?
0: I think he's just uh, boosting his campaign for, for mayor.
1: <sighs> vote for me. I live <laughs> under a ring. I'll send you back to hell. Yeah, yeah. great. Rock the vote.
0: All right well we've, we've been quite down on it We're sort of down on it well let, let's talk about some of the the confused, exciting spots confused okay. than down. confused let's talk about some of the uh the exciting spots that we had we had uh, Seth and Dean climbing some ladders and they're back in their black outfits yeah. as well um climbing the ladders and then I I was I was I was fairly sure that Seth had really hurt himself again he landed really badly he does always hold his knee in the same way, and we'll talk about this later, Alexa Bliss always checks to see if her lip is bleeding. This is sort of Seth's default selling mode. Um, but it did look quite nasty. It's a
1: convincing sell if he's actually selling it. I mean, obviously, he's got that history of the knee problem now. And, yeah, I mean, but even when he's done other sorts before he had the knee injury, he's always kind of, you know, favoured the knee. You know, it's a plausible injury that you might actually have the crazy stuff that he does. And he does take some horrible landings.
0: Dean, of course, not going through a table was another great spot. That looked quite painful. The table leg broke, but the top did The top the didn't. itself did not. And I, I did enjoy it when uh, Cesaro mugged to the camera there. Yeah, these things happen.
1: Cesaro was on really good form lately. Um, I love that he's still talking despite not being able to talk properly. Oh, it's hilarious.
0: Yeah, I think he's, I... That promo beforehand where, where Miz is doing his bad acting and he just basically acts with his upper lip. Um, uh, Seamus looked utterly bemused by the whole thing. <laughs> And Cesaro then did his talking thing with his lispy thing. It was like Gangrel doing his <laughs> his brood promo, where he couldn't say. I can't remember what the words were, but I've looked that up on YouTube. It's hilarious. Um, and and you know the Miz taking it incredibly seriously, and these, the bar taking it not seriously at all. Um, yes, that was good fun. Cesaro, big star, mm. in this.
1: Yeah, it seems strange that having done those years of kind of swinging people around and doing incredible feats of strength and winning the Under the Giant Battle Royale and stuff, the thing that might finally get in his final push to the top is going to be having his teeth knocked up into his jaw. It's yeah. amazing.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk about Kane. Which side is he on? <laughs> Which has basically been Kane's gimmick forever. Forever. <laughs>
1: Well, I did laugh when the commentary was trying to say, "Oh, he, he doesn't work well in a tag team." I'm like, do you remember when he was last here? Yeah, when he was the tag team champions.
0: Yeah, oh, he's my. been a tag team champion, possibly with with X with, uh, with his brother, uh, Undertaker, and of course with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got quite a background in tag team wrestling. But yeah, he's he turned he turned. And so did Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, now clearly the biggest face in the company, wants more um, because he's been thrown into another vehicle.
1: What was that about? What, what What was that about?
0: I don't know. It was crazy. I was disappointed not to see Duke the Dumpster Drosy operate in the truck. Uh, I mean, they, they had what appeared to be a legitimate bin man um, pressing the button. <laughs> Uh, and it looked to be I, I don't know whether they kind of bought a new bin lorry and made it look disgusting but th- I've just explained before that I'm quite keen on antibacterial so there is no way I would want to be thrown into a bin no, bin I, lorry I
1: think, I think probably Braun is fine and
0: for our American listeners garbage truck
1: yeah garbage truck no I think Braun is fine I'd have liked to see a, kind of a shot at the end of the pay-per-view with like the truck just in, in pieces as he's burst out of it because no, no mere garbage truck can hold Brown Strowman. do
0: you think he's to lift up a garbage truck
1: yeah probably like he
0: did the ambulance yeah before he's thrown in the garbage truck of course he's we've got the chair spot from yeah. Kane where he pulls down five or six <laughs> all the chair, chairs all the, chair.
1: the wade barriott um wade, wade barrett memorial oh, wade is,
0: is a much wade better barriott, name probably yeah. why he didn't get over because he wasn't called wade <laughs> barriott
1: <laughs> but uh yeah
0: yeah we've seen that before
1: yeah and the kind of despairing kind of limbs sticking out of the pit as the chairs fall down yeah it was
0: good Okay, well, that finished then. The Olympic Shield Bomb, as Corey Graves called it, which um, was a slight downgrade on Cerberus, which he called it um, a few weeks mm. ago, which is uh, for the Hounds of Justice, this is the three headed dog of Greek mythology, which is a great name because a triple power bomb, actually, if you're going to be logical about these things, you have a PhD, Carrie, Um The uh, triple power bomb does imply the three power bombs after another, I think. Cerberus, I think this is much better because they're the three guys doing one powerbomb. Yeah,
1: bomb. it's kind of a, a I think
0: it's probably term. lost on most of the audience yes, is it? there. I think
1: it's probably a bit too clever.
0: <laughs> Nevertheless. Uh, Kurt Angle did the, uh, the Roman Reigns.
1: Ooh. He did. He did.
0: <laughs> and uh, his buddies helped lift up the Miz and Splosh, <laughs> there was the cover.
1: Yeah, I was actually quite surprised. I was actually expecting Mrs. team to win actually from, from the start because then I thought... Because then the Shield could quite easily say, you know, it wasn't the actual Shield, you know. But now they've won without Roman. So they can actually beat five or six or seven men all at once, like Dean Ambrose said from the start. So what's the point of a Shield reunion?
0: Carrie, let's talk about old people. Um, the <laughs> WWE really likes its old authority figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt Angle and uh, Shane O'Mac being the most plausible nemeses for a particular talent at the moment. Um, they are approaching their 50s, may even be in their 50s. Um, Kane, very much in his 50s. Uh, who else was old on this card?
1: Well, it depends what you're counting as old, doesn't it? I mean, I understand that Finn Balor... And uh, AJ Styles are in the prime of their career. Balor being thirty-six and Styles being forty.
0: Yes, I I, I had a problem. Do with you know that
1: where well. I'm going to go with this?
0: I'm, I've got an inkling. <laughs> I've got an inkling. Were there any old women fighting in this? Really, paper
1: really <laughs> old ones. Yes, Mickey James, thirty-eight. How can you possibly have a story based around her being old? I could understand it if the story was old in terms of you know the women's division and the fact that they do ke- tend to get retired fairly early on. If you actually explained that and unpacked it and said that basically Adiva's career is short because of all the reasons around it, then yes, I would get that. Or if even if you wanted to kind of push the, you know, she's got a baby at home, what is she doing, risking herself doing this still? Yeah, okay, I could get that. But to say that she is old when you have literally just been saying that two men who are basically her age are in the prime of their careers, it makes no sense at all. And I'm so angry about it
0: yeah I thought this was a really really retrograde step in terms of the whole storyline itself that is uh for the for the women's revolution, which I have a problem with anyway, just them um, carefully erasing their own history things like that but but yeah it's built on you're too old to do this you're you're old you you look old you're wrinkly, all this kind of crap it was it was really really bad that it's, they should be unpleasant. going along this way
1: it's really unpleasant and yeah okay. I get Alexa this is supposed to be a heel. She says bad and stupid things, but there's ways and means of doing that, and I just think it was yeah, just deeply deeply nasty and uncomfortable to watch.
0: Is this the last we'll see of Mickey James? No, no,
1: I is th- it
0: the last we'll see of her flares i've I've had and so have other people. If you listen to Guerrilla Position, and I'm sure if you're listening to this show, uh, you will inevitably be listening to Guerrilla Position because it's a much bigger show. I like to think that we're a bit more niche than them. <laughs> but yes, they've they've uh, had a thing about Mickey James's flares since she came back because they look terrible. Um, but. Yeah, she did the the, uh, the post match interview where she said oh, she might give it. You know, she's going back home. She might give it one more try. She's proud of everything she's achieved. Ugh.
1: I think that's kind of a standard kind of spiel, isn't it? I think she'll be back. I think she. I think she wants to win the seventh. Um, yeah, and I think it would be nice to do that. And I think it would be quite a nice if they're going to stick with this stupid storyline, then you know have some redemption at the end of it. I think that's the problem with WWE and their stupid storylining, is that they make people look ridiculous and their baby faces look ridiculous in particular and they never get any kind of payoff to it if they actually built this whereas where she comes back i don't know at the royal rumble challenges alexa and she wins that title then you've actually got a reason to have that storyline and have her humiliated prior to that but if you just let her walk away now you've made your six-time women's champion just look a bit stupid
0: Do you think she's going up against Stephanie McMahon just uh, on the basis of what we've been saying about Kurt and probably? uh, But no one wants that,
1: do they? Apart from Steph,
0: apart from Steph, and probably (laughs) Vince as well. All right. Well, let's talk about those young bucks, but not the young bucks, not
1: the young bucks, not the
0: young bucks. bucks. Uh, Let's talk about Finn Balor and AJ Styles. What a match this was!
1: That was it. Was good stuff. Um. You know, you knew that was going to be great as soon as it was announced. It's a inverted commas, I guess, dream match. Um, yeah, it was just incredible to watch, wasn't it? It was just beautiful.
0: Unfortunately, uh, I've left my notebook at home, which made a, a list of some of the various bits and pieces that I would have liked to have highlighted from this. But you know, we're, we're, we're just we're calling it on the fly here in the studio. Uh, there were some absolutely spectacular moments in this match. What was your particular favourite character?
1: Oh Oh, that's an exciting exciting question. Um, just actually from the start actually, I'm, I'm I kind of have a thing about ring entrances, the kind of anticipation of something like this. And obviously we knew that Bala was gonna come out as the demon and you're kind of wondering how that's gonna play in terms of the match as well. And just as as he came out and you know, had the crowd doing all that, and I was just thinking this is going to be what, what I'm expecting it to be. And, yeah, I was so hyped for it. And also, I was actually following a Twitter thread. And I thought, I have to still bend this. And they were talking about the coup de grace. And that how do you work something like that? Could you were asking me about that before, weren't you? And they were saying, don't think you can. You can If you watch on impact, he tries to roll away as he does it. But there is still the strike. It, it is still going to hurt. So
0: Landed yeah. right in the bread basket. As they used, as, as Gorilla Monsoon yeah. used to call it, yeah. Um, about his entrance, uh, well, actually, about his makeup. Uh, nice piece in in What Culture in their review of the, of this saying, and and couldn't agree more. After I read it, I thought you know, I thought that the thing on his back was looking really familiar, and they said it's like a Bacardi bottle on his back. <laughs> so well done, What Culture for that. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, it's, it was just a really good match. We could go through spot by spot, move by move, but it was great. And it was so good because it had no story. It mm. was just really exciting to see these two guys who, who can put on uh, fantastic matches. I mean, I have, AJ is my favorite guy in ring at the moment. Um, Finn, uh, I know, is highly, highly regarded, though I haven't seen anything to back it up to the extent that uh, with the regard in which he's held um, from his WWE work because... You know his, his career has been short, whereas AJ has absolutely, you know, knocked it out of the park every time. Um, I just think, Christ, what a lucky escape this was for for Finn because he's come out of this. People talking about it as a potential match of the year candidate mm. instead of people saying uh, an absolute dud. Of, you know, this would have been a hat trick of shit matches for for Bray, the House <laughs> of Horrors, uh, the WrestleMania maggot match, and then him wearing a bedsheet. Yeah, this was was so lucky for Finn.
1: Yeah, and I think what you said there about not having a story is kind of right in a way but not quite there in another because I guess this is what I've said before about why I actually love wrestling. You don't actually need to have kind of weeks of promos necessary to tell a story in the ring and Balor and Styles showed that on Sunday. You haven't had the ridiculous weeks of videos and being in a forest with a sheet on your head for these two. You've just got people's excitement at seeing two guys with their track records put a match together and they wouldn't again they wouldn't have had long to plan what they were going to do and yet they still told a story and it was so enthralling and it's fantastic to watch so if you've not watched it watch it and if you have watched it watch it again
0: Um, I am going to watch it again actually I'm going to watch it again um, partly to see how you've just explained the the coup de grace but also uh, I want to watch Finn's uh, the 1916 move yeah interestingly named finishing move.
1: i actually gasped when they said that do, do you think they know
0: i don't think they know <laughs> <laughs> but i'm irish so you know i can say this sort of thing. yeah okay well <laughs> no. i'll leave that to you yeah yeah an interesting uh an interesting name for a move do you want to say anything else about that before we in about three minutes wrap up the, the, oh, the rest yeah. of the card
1: oh the too sweet at the end beautiful the two sweet hand signal that they did at it the end—it
0: was lovely. It was just—it was so nice not to see Gallows and Anderson come out and the, the rest of the crowd. <laughs> and
1: there's that, but also I don't know, I like seeing face versus face matches sometimes, and not to have a ridiculous kind of turn of one of them at the end.
0: Oh, you love a show of respect. I
1: do. We love I love a handshake. I do. I do love the show of respect. I, I like friendship in wrestling. It's, there's nothing wrong with that.
0: All right, let's go to uh, let's go to another women's match because <laughs> there were a few of them. There were in this match. Uh, let's go to the start: uh, Oscar versus Emma.
1: Yeah, interesting one. Interesting. Um, I thought Emma looked fantastic.
0: She looked surprisingly good against an unstoppable force. You know, this this is basically meant to be a squash match um, because you're meant to put over Oscar as being this incredible, incredible wrestler that was too good for, for NXT. Much and and has been incredible in Japan in much the same way that Nakamura was, and then they come in and have a surprisingly competitive match against a very much sort of mid-level talent. Mm. Um, you know, uh, Nakamura with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, th- I mean, it was it was interesting to watch a competitive match, but storyline-wise, I had a problem with that.
1: I have a couple of things to say to that, and first of all is that if they'd done it properly, they could have made something of the fact that. Emma has wrestled, wrestled Asuka before. She's wrestled her in NXT. She wrestled her on TakeOvers before. So Emma knows that she has to step up her game to take on someone like Asuka because she knows she's going to get her face kicked off if she doesn't. So if they've made something of that, then yes, it would make more sense for her to be competitive. But also in terms of Asuka, I mean... I'm not sure it should have been a squash match. I think the thing about Asuka is that she is dominant because she has an answer for everything. She's a counter for everything. She's not kind of like I don't know, she's not like a karma who's gonna squash people or, or or a Goldberg or something like that. She's not the kind of person to just you know, crush but
0: not Brian Adams not, crush. Yeah. No.
1: Uh, but everything you have in your arsenal, everything you have in your offence. She has an answer for that. That's Asuka's dominance, not necessarily just a physical show of force. So again, I don't have a problem with that so much. But again, maybe they could have actually told that story rather than leaving me to fill in the gaps to make it make sense in my head.
0: That makes a lot more sense than what I said, <laughs> and and indeed, the commentary team. So uh, yeah, there you go. Nice to see her on the main roster. Um, are we going to see her against Alexa, or are we going to see her against Charlotte as sort of the, or, or are we going to see uh, a triple threat?
1: I would hope
0: or are we going to see them all against Stephanie McMahon? Oh god.
1: I mean, I would hope that uh, she'll get it'll be a decent feud against against Alexa. And we'll see what go- happens from there, but who knows?
0: I do like what she does with her tongue. I think that that's an interesting uh one of the more interesting uh facial gestures and it's the money maker. It's all about the face in wrestling. Um and she she does the, she does that well and she's got a very interesting outfit with a pair of pants over a pair of pants over a pair of pants. <laughs> it's does. good to see her on the main roster. Um, we come on to well, let, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the man on your t-shirt.
1: Okay, let's.
0: Elias, you you are the only person in the world wearing uh, Elias's merch. Uh,
1: that's not true. There are in many London. there are many <laughs> people in the world wearing Elias's merch. Um, poor Elias, he's so hard done by. All he wants to do is like share his music. He just wants to sing for us and give his opinions on the towns that he's visiting. And Jason Jordan threw vegetables at him. That's just rude.
0: What's he like in the ring? I fast forwarded all of this. I couldn't be bothered with it.
1: I think he's solid. I really do enjoy what he does. Um, I think what he's doing, he's getting a proper heel reaction from people. And so few WWE heels actually do that and I think that's really refreshing and he's the only person who's managed to get a face reaction for Jason Jordan in months so you know he deserves some
0: credit for that do you know what his real name is? Logan Jeffrey L- Logan Schumer surely yeah. yeah there you go
1: his mum followed me on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> I think because I was tweeting about him she must have been searching my boy
0: <laughs> I won't even go there Let's talk about the cruiserweights
1: because mm.
0: uh, there were two of these matches, and uh, the first one was a tag team match: Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan against gentleman Jack Gallagher and his suit, and Brian Kendrick and his awful, his awful tights. Um, Alexander and Swan looked like they could be a tag team and looked like they could be in the main roster uh, as a tag team like that. Mm-hmm. I was impressed uh gentleman Jack and Brian Kendrick look like uh they were thrown together. I really like that Jack is wearing a suit.
1: Yes. And, and, and his loafers, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I thought it was odd that he wears the loafers. i d I'm not sure I don't think IRS wore uh wore loafers. I think he wore wrestling boots yeah, under his, <laughs> his outfit. Uh he's brave a brave you know, choice. He's 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 living the gimmick. He's he's sticking with it. Um his headbutt is is really horrible. Uh, or, or well, uh, is very effective. Yes. I should say uh, it's uh, it does look brutal. Obviously, it's not real. I'm intrigued to see how he does that. Uh, watch it in slow motion and all this kind of stuff. How he gets the noise. How he gets the impact. But it's a good move. Uh, nice to see him as a heel because I didn't really like him as a face. I, I I complained about this during the Royal Rumble when he did his Mary Poppins. Yes. Spot. And the umbrella—it's ridiculous. Um, Brian Kendrick—he's uh, a solid hand, isn't he? Solid hand uh, at two o five, which is having something of an identity crisis at the moment. But it
1: really is, yeah, yeah. Which is a shame because I was really getting into two o five live. I thought the whole King Neville bit was wor- really working for me. I think Drew Gulak has been brilliant the past kind of couple of months. And yeah, now I'm not quite sure what. What's doing going with on
0: with your friend Neville? As uh, a couple of days after we recorded, he he walked yeah, out.
1: Yeah, um, I haven't heard anything more than that at the moment. So have you heard from his mum? I have not heard from his mum. I don't think he, she follows me on Twitter. I'll have to have a look. But um, no, I hope he hasn't gone forever. But obviously, if he does, he's not going to be short of work. As he will see him again, but. Um, that would be a great loss to 205 Live. And
0: Absolutely. Like I said,
1: I would have liked to see him, you know, with, you know programming against Nakamura or against AJ or, you know, something to stop him from working with the bigger guys, not just being con- constrained by the cruiserweight box.
0: Yes, which is which is very poor at the moment. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Enzo versus Calista in a sec. Let's just, uh, if, we, if we may, just go back to uh, Alexander and Swan. Hmm. Um, They've got some lovely, lovely moves, as you'd expect from... Uh, the cruiserweights. weights, but that handspring into the flying roundhouse kick is a thing of absolute beauty. It's just peaceful, one of my favorite, one yeah. of my favorite moves. And they did also, um, you know, is it called the Taipei jump when you jump over the top rope, landed on his feet instead of <laughs> sort of landing. In a, in a heap Apparently on top of your how opponent. How are how supposed
1: to land him. Oh. I was talking to a luchador friend of mine. He was saying that he keeps being told to land on his feet rather than kind of risking his neck. But he says he thinks like the kind of head first thing looks a bit more effective. I'm like, yeah, but you know, you won't break your neck and die. So maybe try landing on your feet because yeah, that's how it should be done.
0: I mean, when you look at Brizango, who at least have sort of, they've got skits as characters, but yeah. in the ring, no one cares too much about them. Um, and you look at The Ascension, you do think that these guys, Alexander and Swan, they could they could be a team. They look like a team um, because they had green pants on together. I don't like all the smiley, happy dancing stuff, but their moves together, a bit of chemistry. I'd I'd put them in there. I'd put them in the mix.
1: Yeah, I mean, the tag team division oh, actually across both rosters is quite strange because they seem to only have room for kind of like two teams at a time, and they kind of swap swap them in and out don't they I mean you mentioned Brizango. I mean I think they're only kind of dismissed perhaps in the ring because they're not given the chance to do anything more but they can both go it's not like they can't wrestle they haven't had that much chance to do stuff as a tag team but I would like to see them be given a run I mean the Ascension I feel slightly differently about because I've seen them in NXT enough and I, I don't think necessarily they have a great deal to offer us in terms of spectacle but certainly Brizango, I'd like to see given a go wouldn't you
0: uh, I think that's more than we've talked about with Breezango ever on this podcast. But, we should uh,
1: have a Breezango special. I have lots of thoughts about them.
0: What about Smiley Callisto?
1: I don't have lots of thoughts about Callisto.
0: What an outfit. He,
1: he, yes, okay, yes, I have thoughts about the outfit. <laughs> it's eye-catching.
0: <laughs> it's eye-catching. He yeah. looks like a children's toy, which he probably <laughs> should do.
1: Well, well what, that's, yes, the point of the cruiserweights, isn't it? To be kind much. of, like, pocket-sized.
0: And what about tough guy Enzo Amore? Muscles marinara. Muscles marinara. <laughs> he's got the sauce. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> I've got nothing to say. I've got nothing to say about I, I, You know, if, if he's put up for interview next week, when I'm hopefully doing some interview, and you hopefully as well, Carrie, as well. Yeah, we'll nudge, see. Nudge, nudge. Um, if he's put up for interview, I just, I, I don't know what I'm going to say to him. He's lost his
1: voice, so you might not be able to talk to him.
0: yeah. Maybe contagious.
1: Maybe he's got mumps.
0: Let's <laughs> know. You don't wish that on anyone. But oh, he's... I
1: didn't wish it on him. I was just suggesting it.
0: Okay. Well, he's... I mean, at least he's added a couple of moves to, to what he does, but he's much better at being beaten up than he is at <laughs> trying yes, to do stuff. Yes, that
1: or being used as a projectile.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's, he's awful. You're cheating a living Enzo. <laughs> and what are you doing with that hair?
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I, f- I find it weird disliking him as much as I do because I actually really quite liked Enzo and Cass. Not in the, the past couple of months, but when they were in NXT, I loved them and I was so excited for them to come up to the main roster. And now I just don't want to watch either of them Do you think they'll again.
0: be brought together again as, uh, as a heel? I would so, imagine so
1: when yeah. Cass comes back, yeah.
0: Because he lacks charisma.
1: He lacks charisma and Enzo lacks wrestling
0: yeah, <laughs> they're like they're like two parts <laughs> they of a good other. wrestler but yeah <laughs> you complete me okay well I think that's probably where we should end it this has been uh, three parts unknowns, hot on the heels of each other covering these minor pay-per-views <laughs> uh, we're going to have a bit of a break until Survivor Series um, which is brand versus brand as we were saying hopefully John Ashdown will get his ass in gear and, and join us for that. we didn't even didn't even do a Skype interview because I didn't ask him I'm burying him. I'm burying you right here, John. This has been parts unknown. I've been Ben Green. You can follow me at Green Ben Green. Carrie, how do they? Uh, how do people follow you?
1: Follow me at Carrie Sparkle.
0: Carrie, thank you very much for coming in once again. Uh, thank you to Acas for giving us your studios. We'll see you next time.